0: Steve, good morning. Morning,
1: how are you? Well,
0: I'm fine, thank you. I apologise for the lateness. No Um, problem. Everybody, this is Steve Rafe. Steve has a phenomenally interesting life. He's an actor, writer, producer, promoter, podcaster, And uh, you did actually work with The Craze, is that correct, Steve?
1: It is, yeah. I mean, that's where probably my journey began. I I, I basically wasn't the greatest of students. Uh, My mind was all focused on being an actor at, at school, so I felt that I didn't need to stick in at school. And... Uh, it was only when I when I turned 14 that um, yeah, basically my English teacher changed at school and they allowed me to study a, a different book to the the books on the curriculum. So as well as studying Macbeth, uh, 1984, um, I, I was allowed to study a book called The Profession of Violence by John Pearson. And I passed my English exam. I, I walked I walked away from school with a B uh, and a C in English language and English literature, thanks to that foresight by the teacher. So I decided to write to the critters and they were in prison. And I just wrote to them and said, You know, I I enjoyed reading the book about your life story. Um, I just wanted to let you know that despite you serving a life sentence, that, you know, something positive has come from the story. And they wrote back. And I, when I left school, had gone into uh, making T-shirts uh, so I suggested to the Craze in, in another letter uh, that, that we maybe put a, a, an image of the craze on a T-shirt. And so my business relationship with the two most notorious gangsters in the UK began. And, uh, yeah, I, I had a a relationship with Reggie Cray, a business relationship with Reggie Cray for the best part of 10 years. I visited them in numerous prisons up and down the UK. And I uh, I also visited Ronnie Cray over a five-year period in Broadmoor hospital for the criminally insane um i look back on it and think you know, was I naive, was I stupid, but I wasn't because it, it it basically made me the person I am today. I, I almost took all of the positive stuff that the craze did and they did, you know, they were good businessmen, they, they ran nightclubs and spielers in London. Okay, they, the
0: community, I mean, they they definitely had... Uh, they, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I, I got involved in a lot of the things that they had done but without any of the crime. Um, As I say, some people would say it's stupid, some people would say it's naive, but had I not got into that particular situation as a kid I wouldn't have ended up going on to do what I've done you know I've, I've gone on to write many books about the crayers, I've, I've produced documentaries about them um, and yeah I wouldn't say that I'm a keeper of the cray flame but I'm just I, I am an expert in that particular field I know a lot about it I've met a lot of the characters and, and how many people can pick up a book? Uh, read it and then uh, essentially walk through the book meet all the major characters and come out of the other end and say well i can tell you about them and that, you know essentially that's what i did sonia you know
0: yeah absolutely freckles says love steve hope to work with him one day i just saw um a, a comment here this will make you laugh steve uh ray cancer steve is a man you fan right uh no <laughs> I, uh, even i know that's not correct what f- what fan are you
1: there's only one United, and it plays in black and white, and that's Newcastle United. Um, yeah, I'm probably more well known for being a Newcastle fan, Sonia. Um, it's something that I, I, my passion for football came from. Me, my late granddad, uh, George Green, who was actually a headmaster by day, but he was a, a referee and a, a linesman uh, in his in his spare time at weekends. He he eventually went on to be a, a referee assessor, which basically means that he used to go to the games in the northeast and sit and you know assess the referees and he was the one he was the man who took me to my first football game so I, I went to watch Gateshead play I went to watch Hartlepool, Darlington, Middlesbrough um, but when I went to Newcastle United I just fell in love with the place it was just the, the awe of walking into that stadium and, and because my grandad was the assessor of, of the, the referees he would be in the director's box so I got a chance to meet the likes of Jackie Milburn and Joe Harvey and Bobby Cowell, of course. And those names, of course, are famous up here because, that was in the years that Newcastle used to win trophies. We, we won the FA Cup in 1951, 52 and 55. Yeah. And uh, they, they were the cup winners. So to meet those people was fantastic. And I think I was just blown away. And my very first game at Newcastle was Kevin Keegan's last in the testimonial game where he flew off in a helicopter. And I thought, wow, does this happen every week? And Wow. Um, yeah, that was it. I, I, that was my introduction to Newcastle United. And I fell in love. So I, I've been a Newcastle fan since 1980, well, it was 1983. And um yeah, I've never looked back, but I've, I've ended up doing a lot of, a lot behind the scenes. Um, I, I, I was I was one of the first fanzine editors, so I, I used to like sit and use my dad's typewriter and then first ever word processor and we used to produce a fanzine in the house. Uh, we had people, you know, writing for us, uh, doing cartoons. Uh, we produced it in the house and then we sold it outside the ground. Um, and be, and and then when when the Sky Revolution took over, um, you, you, the media would approach supporters for their views, and I was always available. I, I was I was working for myself at that point. I was I was doing um, I was also working doing security in Newcastle, and I just became somebody who was easily obtainable if somebody needed a fan's view, and that's right. probably how I became fairly well known in the northeast. Um, right. eventually worked for the club I I became the fans liaison officer they'd never had anybody to communicate between the fans and um, you know and the club and I I was given that opportunity so you know I might not have signed a contract for Newcastle as a footballer but I did sign one um, as somebody involved in communications and I was there for a couple of years but it didn't you know it wasn't what it said on the tin Um, I I enjoyed it but yeah Newcastle is my my club
0: 100% not to be confused with Man United just to go to the comments yes yes says i've heard many of steve's stories good stuff d yes absolutely craze were they were torturers they were violent people i don't think steve for a second is denying that not for a second and all steve is because the thing is people aren't one dimensional either we must remember that and it's because in order to sort of understand those sort of mentalities hopefully to prevent things like that happening in future You know, we have to penetrate beyond just the the monster side, right, Steve? And I think that can be quite hard sometimes, can't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, look, you know, I mean, why on earth I, you know, my mindset was to go and write to this person, Reggie yeah. Cray at that time. I, I'll never be able to, to to know that, but it was, I, I'm a great believer that you, you know, your path is, your path is already mapped out. And, and I think that's why I did it. And as I say, for me, it, it led me into those other avenues, you know, later in life, but I, I don't regret uh, contacting the craze. I mean, anybody who, um, you know, has been watching the secret of the Craze on, on ITV, which has been a 3 part the final part is on Tuesday. I've contributed to that. Um, I contributed to the whole series behind the scenes. Yeah, you're a recognized
0: I... knowledge on this. Absolutely. Cribbage wants to know how old you are for some reason. Are you lining him up? I, ter-
1: I turn 50 next Wednesday.
0: You look amazing.
1: Well, thank you, Sonia. Thank you. Birthday, to uh,
0: thank you, darling. I know I do. As my daughter says, I'm hot. What a great daughter. Um, now, look, Steve, seriously, right? The last time I, I think I saw you uh, in a movie, you were in Rise of the Foot Soldier. It might have been three or something. But you were being, like, seriously beaten in prison, Steve. It was a very, very disturbing scene. So, you know, so obviously you, you, uh, you're in those kind of movies as well. Varied life, Steve. What was it like filming that?
1: Fantastic, because Rise of the Foot Soldier is a is a renowned franchise. So yes. to, to be to be you know included in in that particular franchise was as an actor is, is something you, you you know you enjoy. Um, you know to be working as, alongside established actors you know such as Craig Fairbrass um was amazing and um yeah it just gives you a you know it's one of those pinch yourself moments when you know I had to go down uh, a couple of a couple of weeks ahead of filming to, to do a rehearsal for the fight scene uh because there's you know obviously I've got two scenes in that uh, which are quite graphic one where there's a fight scene in the prison and we had to go and we had to go and practice and, and rehearse and um it was just great to go down and work with the guys and I couldn't have got a better a uh, commendation afterwards when you know the, the scene that you, you mentioned where I get hit with a pool cue it, it, you know these films are, are obviously budgeted and we only had two two attempts at getting that right and wow. you know obviously with them hitting me from behind with a pool cue oh it was all gosh. about the timing um and yeah look we got it we did it in the first take so did I, you, you actually know, get hurt no, it's, it was a balsa wood. It's a balsa wood um, uh, like pool cue. So it was it didn't hurt at all, which makes it harder because if it, if it was something that was actually going to hurt you, then you would react accordingly. But obviously, with it being balsa wood, then you've got to act. And that was the, that was the big that was the big challenge. But I'm pleased to say I did it in one take. We did the second take for posterity and to make sure that, wow. you know, that everything was fine. But Craig came up to me at the end and said that was brilliant. I mean, that is
0: amazing, isn't it? Skippy says, get out, Steve. Check your birth certificate, mate. Um, <laughs> and uh, Freckles and Craig are having a loving about Rise of the Foot Soldier and yep. saying how all, I love I love those movies. I've really enjoyed them. Um, obviously, of course, you're also behind bad boy books. Um, yep. As I say, Steve is sort of he's an octopus his career is an octopus in fact in his bio it so says steve is in his 40s actually heading for 50 and still doesn't know what he wants to be when he grows up but t- tell us about bad boy books steve
1: yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I've obviously got a passion for writing, which, um, you know, which which started, I guess, with the whole craze scenario. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been lucky enough to, to write a few books, which I've, I've always wanted to do, mainly northeast orientated, though. There's a there's a well-known family in Newcastle called the Sayers family. They're quite notorious. Yes. Three brothers all went into crime. Um, and that was a book that I really wanted to do. And, and by chance, through my connections in door work and doing security, I I got a chance to meet the family. And as time progressed, you know, I put it to them about doing a book. They didn't want to do it, uh, but then they were, um, you know, basically mentioned in a couple of books in the Northeast, and they thought we want to have a right to reply. So that book is my bestseller, uh, tried and tested at the highest level, the Sayers. And, um, yeah, I've I've gone on to write, you know, write the movie script now, which is, um, you know, the budget has now been, you know, uh, we've now agreed the budget for that. And we're hoping to bring in some finance for that in the next couple of months. Uh, So that should that should hit the big screen, we're hoping next year. Uh, But, yeah, the the book side of things, I've done many. I've done Paul Ferris, uh, the wee man. I did a book with him, The uh, Unfinished Business. Uh, I did a book about Paul Massey. Uh, obviously, an infamous criminal in in Manchester, uh, a sulphur heart from the family's perspective. And I've worked with with a couple of other well known inmates. I guess uh, Charles Salvador. Um, I, I, I bizarrely did a poetry and art book with him. Um, I'd I'd written some poetry. He'd written some poetry, and we decided to combine it and put it together. So that's gone well. And numerous books on the Craze. Um, you know, the the, the Craze Book of Slang is probably the one that I take the most pride in because it was a a rehash of, of, of an idea that Reg had. actually actually done in, in the 1990s. He'd, he'd brought a book out of Cockney slang. So I suggested to my eldest daughter, um, if she wanted to make a little bit of money, that we could do a book together. And at the time she was only 12 um she found she 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 rose to the challenge i set her a target of finding some some new cockney rhyming slang because it's obviously changed and she, she grasped it with both hands so yeah we we co-wrote the book together i put in uh over 50 new photographs of the craze which i own uh, which had never been seen before and yeah the, the book still sells well to this day but it was, a, it was a moment of pride for me to bring a book out with my daughter and she she learned she learned that you you have to work hard to, to earn your money
0: yeah that's a great lesson to teach children it's a good thing to to teach them about a strong work ethic Chris says wow how does he fit it all in so prolific well he is and the thing is though is that Steve is a very passionate individual and passionate about what he does and you can feel that and that makes the difference Steve I mean you are so incredibly busy and I think you've also started a, um, a, a an online show as well haven't you
1: yeah the podcast is is on youtube um basically just search steve wraith and you can subscribe there predominantly it is newcastle united you know content we do we do a show called nufc matters i do seven seven shows a week uh, one each day and um they're varied they have different people on different presenters ex-players journalists supporters um you know we, we've mixed it up but i also do one a week with just uh, an invited guest I've done a lot of true crime, um, you know, which which has involved people who've either uh, been involved in crime and then turned over a new leaf and have a have a, a you know a, a great story to tell, or sadly people who've gone the opposite way and, and who've ended up in crime after after leading a, a very successful life. But I guess the most successful interviews I've done of uh, or controversial ones I've done have, have been with uh, the likes of David Icke. I mean, you know, that was a that was great, but I didn't get David to come on and talk about. Um, the things that people would expect, expect me to ask him about. I got him on to talk about football and even he was pleasantly surprised because he didn't ask for questions to be forwarded. I just got him on and we talked about, we talked about Newcastle United. We, uh, I was aware that he was actually a substitute goalkeeper for Hereford when Hereford beat Newcastle in the FA Cup. And he, he was amazed that I asked him that. And he said, yeah, he says, I wasn't because in those days you could only have one substitute. And he was yeah. sitting on, he was actually sitting in the stand watching it. I also knew that he'd commentated on Keegan's debut for Newcastle. So we asked him about that, but it was, it was, fascinating and it, that's probably one of the most successful interviews I've done recently as well um I just interviewed the world's strongest man Tom Stoltman who's from Scotland wow um who's autistic and he's had, had his battles with autism and it was a fascinating story it's a great story of personal conquest uh that you know that he's gone through to, to get where he is but yeah fascinating story but it's I just love it it's I did it dur- during lockdown Sonia we obviously touched base during lockdown as well yeah. and did something together yeah. and I just felt you know once lockdown had, had, had eased and the pandemic had started to to <laughs> drift uh drift away and things were starting to get back to what you would call relative normality I um I thought well people have loved it now I went from about 11,000 subscribers to about 46 and a half thousand over that period go and
0: on Steve you
1: feel that you feel you owe a bit of loyalty to these people Sonia and, and I sense? enjoyed I do enjoy doing it what's an hour out of my day to 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 talk to people you know
0: absolutely everybody it is the multi-talented Steve Rave, actor writer producer promoter podcaster and all-round good egg I'll put a link in the description to Steve's channels to Steve's work thanks ever so much for joining us this morning Steve lovely to see you take
1: care keep up the good work Sonia take I love care. your work you
0: too you too bye. take care bye